Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do this show. Joining me today, she has a podcast on the Unpops Network all to her own called Take a Walk. And god damn it, you should listen to it sometime. She's also a really good friend of mine. She's a really funny comic. We're always so happy to have her here. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Gritton. Also joining me, he has an announcement for you. Hint, hint. He's also the architect of the Fastball at Chet's campaign. He's my co-host on the Least Anticipated Podcast of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, he's super duper funny. Chet Wild. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. Hi, Unpopular. Hi. Hello. That, hey. Why is everyone talking like this? I don't know. The Muppets were in town. We're really I saw stimulated. Last night. We're very stimulated. We're I like mi- children. I it. Yeah. It's a really good show. I really wish yeah, I, I wish I had the money to go, but they I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have the money to go Manama. Oh, good. Yeah, it's uh, it's nine eleven today. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> we are recording on nine eleven, and we're recording about nine eleven. Vanessa, what was that look well, you just gave the, the camera? What? What was that look you just gave the camera? Like you and you didn't approve of me and Jeff's celebratory uh, whoop whoops about 9-11. plus time. It's been enough time. Equals yeah. celebration. When it happened, I, you're like, oh, maybe in 30 years this will be funny. And then you're like, ah, in four you years. You don't know if I winked with my left <laughs> eye or not. You know, in two years, left eye. In two years, we can fuck 9-11. Rest in peace, left eye. Oh, that's right. Mm, right? I got one of them <laughs> countdowns like the Olsen twins. Oh, there. yeah. That's gross. Yeah, we're talking about... We're we're talking, but well, I should I should introduce the guests first for people who aren't watching the live stream. That that voice you just heard was because I enjoy it, Jeff May. (laughs) Oh, sick burn, the sick burn. Can I get a salve for that burn? Yes, that was Vanessa Gritton who said she's Jeff May. That's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's my only Jeff impression. (laughs) That was a pretty good Jeff. Jeff, you seem yeah. like you're not into it. I kind of missed it, I guess. She <laughs> said that's a thing. <laughs> I don't get it. Apparently, the rest Wait, of the room got it. I don't get that. What is that? <laughs> I don't get it. She just said a thing. That's a thing. Uh, <laughs> Chet Wilds here. Hello. Uh, had, sorry. How's it going, Chet? Good. I'm not doing any impressions. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> 
Jeff, why you gotta be mean to me? I thought that could also up. be me today because I bit my tongue. I bit the fuck out of my tongue and I've had a lisp all day. Did you say you thought we made up after you've been roasting me passively this entire time we've been here? <laughs> but you're coming to my house. You're part of the fastball show. You're hosting it. Uh, even though you're hosting it, I think two people bought you tickets to get you in the door. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. how many people hate you. <laughs> yeah, someone bought me a ticket, or they they bought Jeff a ticket, and Jeff was like, "I'm I'm I don't like, need I'm it. on the flyer, man." Yeah, like, and they were like, "Use it for Adam or Raquel." Like, I'm like we're all involved with. If I'm not invited, in I'll just like yeah. four fifths of the stand up lineup right here, minus Connor, minus Connor McSpads. Yeah. You let, you're letting him in your place? Yeah. That's a risky proposition. Yeah. See, everyone has that opinion of Connor. I met Connor when he was like six months into stand-up, and I just moved here. I just thought he was the sweetest kid. I'm like, you're going to be super funny. That's because well, things have changed. He was 15 when you Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Fastball Chats is happening, happening. September 18th, everybody. Oh, uh, yeah, my own 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're one a week away from a, if, if Fastball's we're like, I can do it away. Monday the 11th. <laughs> one a week away. 9-11. This is exciting, huh? I was trying to get Harvey Danger to open up because it's a it's a Hurricane Harvey benefit. I thought. Oh Jesus Christ! Come on, Chad. Too much. Too much show. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. I'm excited. Well, really? I mean, it's it's all. What's your excited to terrified percentage? Uh, I'm not terrified. It's just a lot of people are like, "All your hard work paid off." I'm like, "No, no, no." The next ten days is all the hard work because I don't want to just be a living room show. I want to be like a. Well captured, well documented, um, like a good end product, a piece of content we have to put out. And we put together that video in 40 hours. the meanest joke. Fuck off, Jeff. Uh, I did it. Uh, Whoa. Wow. Jeff, I I can be mean. You were in the video. I thought you were, well, you said a nice thing. That's because I'm a great person. You're a great person sometimes. But But you got fastball at Chets to happen. Congratulations. You had to fit a Harvey pun into your experience. That's fine. That's fine. That voice you hear is Jeff May. Wouldn't be Chet. That's Jeff May talking. He's here. Hey. Danger's going to play in the backyard. There's going to be a lot of good I'd beat the shit out of Danger there. Is there there anything else you want to add about Fastball? No, just check. Watch the video on the Unpops page and uh, check out the Indiegogo campaign. You can sign prints by us and T-shirts and attend the concert or watch the live stream or... Watch Gone Fishing at my house. There's one more of those to be claimed. Yeah, that's a thing. Huh? I didn't think anyone... I put that up as a bit. And the first thing, before anyone donated anyone else, somebody bought the Gone Fishing at my house. Four of the five are gone. God. It's amazing how far irony will take you through this whole thing. I was telling Adam, if uh, one more goes, we'll do Hook. You can... You can um, people can watch Hook. Oh, with can the I? Three of us. Yeah. I mean, I think that people would be excited to... You remember I said no to Hook and Gone Fishing last time. I know, but maybe if we just watched one of them, you'd be on board. Nah. Could do uh, John Wick. John Wick 2, the superior John Wick. It is the better John Wick. No, it is not the better John Wick. I haven't seen it yet. We've already clearly broken up into teams. Let's watch a 9-11 movie. What makes makes John Wick 2 better than John Wick 1? I just enjoyed it more. It would. It felt. It felt like it, Brett, the later. You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes. I like not getting cut off on that. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. And 9/11. When all I really want to do is talk about 9/11. Didn't That's we why all. we call this segment this week and me because I did 9/11, and it's about to get uh, almost as intense as 9/11. A little more, maybe? A little more. I really shred this part. I'm going to buy a flag because I'm so influenced by this. (laughs) (laughs) 
the people watching live stream at home can vouch for the fact that I play this myself on guitar. I yep. get it's weird how I get quieter as it fades yeah. out. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's, it's all a technique I picked up. Yeah. You'll, you'll notice I'm the only person who wore America first clothing. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I wore America first clothing. It's food. I wore a Rocco shirt because I'm pro Australia. I'm wearing a coat hanger shirt because they're one of my favorite bands. Shout out to the coat hangers. I love the coat hangers. They're so good. They're so good. You're so good, idiot. Fucking idiot. Cut it out. (laughs) Anyway, we're talking about 9-11. Specifically, we're talking about people who lie about 9-11. 9-11 liars, which is way different than 9-11 truthers. It is very different than 9-11 truthers. If you want to hear about that, listen to this week's episode of Conspiracy the Show with me and Connor McSpadden which is about the least and most believable conspiracy theories about 9-11. So there's a, there's a couple that aren't that far out there. And also tune into the least anticipated podcast uh, to see the least anticipated 9-11s of the week. Yeah, it's all this, this week's yeah. least anticipated was all 9-11 videos and yeah. me and Chet critiquing. Well, actually, last week we did cover 9-11 quite a bit. We did, yeah. In anticipation of 9-11, we cover a week in advance. Because the TV's... The TV Who doesn't networks. want to see Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg in a 9-11 movie? They're in a 9-11 movie. I would like to see Charlie yeah. Sheen in a 9-11. <laughs> I, honest to God, hand over my heart, did not think he was still alive until you just mentioned it. You thought Charlie Sheen died? He yeah. Because of the AIDS? He must <laughs> have the baby AIDS. He does, he's got the baby AIDS. I just assumed he's been dead. Well, I mean, yeah, why not? Okay, but he's not. I mean, he's. I he's, mean, cool. He's I'm just saying. I honestly maybe she's a Charlie died. Sheen truther. He actually. Is. He's in theaters. This I believe week. you that he's alive. I just thought he died. Sure, I, th- I feel like you're still not convinced. Charlie Sheen's alive. Right. So, why do people lie about 9/11? Does any because it's cool? Why do people Probably lie about anything? The same reason so many people in Los Angeles history pretend to be the last person to have seen the Black Dahlia alive or why people claim to have known someone from Columbine. They want to be attached to an event that's bigger than themselves. Yeah. That's like how I like to tell people how I went to a Limp Bizkit concert in that like 96. And it didn't happen? Probably oversharing my address (laughs) here. But I live so close to the Black Dahlia that when I sit in my backyard and go into Facebook, it asks me if I want to check into the Black Dahlia. Nice. Yeah. No, that's not cl- that's not giving up your address no. at all. No one would be able but to find that. You come, Black Dahlia happens. Black Dahlia uh, just cut through that house over the fence. Fast ball at Dahlia's. <laughs> black Dahlia Chets. Fast doll. Why's it got to be black, Adam? <laughs> got nothing. What? Uh, because I I because <clears throat> of your neighborhood. <laughs> oh, there's that. But yeah, there's many reasons for lying. One of the bigger reasons whenever people are like, I almost got on that plane that day, or I missed that plane that day, or they want to be like a tangent but not a full lie is because they like being close enough to that event and trying to get like a little bit of familiarity look, with someone. Just whatever. look when like, someone dies. About them. Look when anybody dies and people are like, you know, <laughs> I met Robin Williams during a set list at Nerd Yeah. Mill, and it's just like, all right, okay, fine. We, we do not, isn't it? Keith Carey, though, that was actually mm-hmm. going to be on one of the planes. Yeah. Yeah. He, every time he's told me that, he was like, I was supposed to be on one of the, the 9-11 planes. Every time I'm like, yeah, I think you should have been on one of the 9 yeah, You were, so you should have been there. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Well, Seth MacFarlane was supposed to be on one. Yeah, and there's Michael a few Jackson, different people. I think. Michael Jackson? Yeah, I heard that one. Doesn't he have a pri- Michael Jackson's private? not flying commercial. It's one of the things I heard. <laughs> it's on Air Force One. <laughs> that um, doesn't sound right. 
I always loved my, my favorite was when Mark Wahlberg was like, if I was on that plane, it would have gone differently. Really, fuckface? Yeah, fuck him. Fucking jerk off. If it he been... was on that plane, he would have just like blinded the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. Before would have increased the 9 11 score on Rotten Tomatoes. Huh? I didn't hear what you said. Oh, it would have been. Okay, I got you. But, yeah. Like a joke hit. <laughs> Jesus. The, that punchline was the second plane coming in. You're like, ah. Yeah, there were. Uh, I, I read an article. Uh, thanks to Ashley Bess for doing the research for this. Shout out to Ashley Bess. Shout out to Ashley Bess. Uh, one of the articles she put in here was from a psychiatrist who worked with patients after 9-11. And she said that the there were a lot of people who faked either being there or having family members there. And in the, like in the less awful cases, it was just people who needed sympathy or to connect with someone in some way and they just saw that this was it's like a munchausen by proxy of yeah just kind of a way to reach out and get sympathy you don't necessarily deserve but no one's going to question you too hard and deny it yeah you're not really going to get pressed people are like prove it right and the other problem though is that also opened up the way for a lot of fraud because the the other group of people that were lying about 9-11 were people who were trying to get either controlled substances mm-hmm. or apply for death benefits. Get that paper. Get that chatter. And get some strange. What the fuck? <laughs> everything, <laughs> yeah! everything went off I'm at once. I'm not the only dingus. <laughs> I hit it so hard, everything went off at once. There we go. Fucking pounded it. <laughs> Beat that soundboard with a Anyway, so yeah, there were there were two different people, and in psychiatry, they they call this pathological lying, and they separate it into two different camps, which is conscious and unconscious motivation. And in both, the patients are aware that they're lying, but the distinction is what is their motivation. Conscious lying is also known as con man behavior. And it's sometime related to antisocial personality disorder. And being awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty awesome. I have a dope girlfriend. She lives in Canada. You've never met her. My parents are in the CIA. That kind of and shit. And they all right. died in 9-11. And one example of that, which we'll talk about soon, is Steve Ranazisi. Shout out to the Mean that's Boys podcast. Woo! Yeah, that's he is, great. He is on the 9-11 episode of the Mean Boys podcast. Bless well him. done. Yeah. They maneuvered that really well. I feel like they didn't, yeah, <laughs> maneuver. But they didn't from. tell him. I he feel like, didn't. I wonder if they asked him about it. Because if not, okay, why not? I, mean, I feel like he's probably covered it enough. Yeah, but they're the mean, they're the was, mean boys. The oh, hey, hey, oh, hey, oh, what hey, are you, some what kind of 9-11, 9/11 liar? victim or something? Oh, oh. But uh, Steve Ranazisi falls into the conscious lying category because he used his lie to get attention. Yeah, to improve his narrative. Yeah. Right. Like, that's the thing. You may, it adds a level of, of romance and intrigue to your, I switched career. Like, when I say I switched careers, I'm like, well, I got, I got bored and I, I left. Well, and because and then, people can relate to that breaking point. Yeah. It's a lot different, though, like if, if there was a crazy tragedy in my life mm-hmm. that caused me to move to L.A. and get into stand-up. You know, but it's like, ah, eh, it was just, I hated it. 
I think also in the case of Steve is that it wasn't a one-time lie for a specific, like somebody that he was talking to or a specific event. It was something that was over and over again, and it was part of his narrative and his persona and his story, and it was something that he would bring up in interviews. It wasn't a one-time thing. It was conscious. He was only. It was only when he was asked, though, right? Yeah, like, but he how wasn't do you get on. asked about it without first bringing it up? Well, I because I remember I asked everyone like they if they were in the towers on nine eleven. I say, where were you when they built the ladder to heaven? I say, which tower were you in? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember which tower you were in when 9-11 happened? You should never forget which tower you were in. I, I don't know why you would. Yeah, so there, there's two different types of, of people who lie about 9-11. Steve Ranazisi is one of them. We'll talk about another woman in a little bit also who falls into the other category, which is unconsciously motivated liars. Crazy bitch! Right? These are people that... Uh, People who like people who pretend they're suffering from fake disorders for sympathy, like people with Munchausen syndrome or Munchausen by proxy. It, it's kind of that same thing. And there's a really famous case about a woman who lied about being in the Twin Towers. Yeah, the woman that was on 9/11. Tanya Head is what she called that herself. That documentary is insane. It is so fucking good. It is. It's phenomenally done, but it has. So it's. <laughs> I think maybe the creepiest part about it is that she wasn't doing it for money and that it became so deeply elaborate right. for so long. Right. And that's one of the one of the, the things we'll talk about. Like that's one of the conflicts people have with her is she lied, but she didn't do it for financial gain. She's she like, didn't steal any money from tragedy. anyone. Yeah. She she was just like she did a lot of good. <laughs> she just also happened to lie about having been present. But uh, one of the other things that uh, happened a lot after 9-11 were fake death claims. And one of the most famous cases, the, this was the first couple that was charged with 9-11-related <clears throat> fraud. Their names were Charles and Cindy Gavitt. And that was, br- that was a brutal sentence. It's a brutal sentence, but... Gotta make an example. I mean, I get it. I get it. But like, it, that precedent is is a little bit like it, it seems almost like cruel and unusual that amount versus for but, what that was. But th- th- it was an unprecedented tragedy, so there won't ever be like like don't don't fucking steal from nine eleven victims. I, I That's agree. Disgusting. But it's like, you can't create new levels of fraud right. punishment. Just but they had to see yeah. that coming. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Especially Ten years though. That's like kind of nuts. Were they? they oh were yeah, they were sentenced for ten years, but they served four and a half. Well, yeah, but that's every sentence is like yeah. that for the most part. Uh, yeah, they they don't deny that they were guilty, but they do feel that their sentence was a little extreme. Agreed. Um, at the time, they had two children and were living in an upper middle class neighborhood in Concord, Georgia. Gavitt claimed his wife had an appointment at the World Trade Center on nine eleven and never came home. He then filed an insurance claim for $200,000 with Minnesota Life Insurance and followed up with a phone call on October 2nd. He gave the insurance company his wife's appointment book and an affidavit, this is classy, from his 14-year-old daughter as evidence <laughs> proving that their mother died on 9-11. Well, 14-year-old girls never lie. Come on, Jeff. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is it possible that he didn't tell his daughter and he, the daughter really thought the mom was dead? No. The, no everyone everyone knew that the mom was alive. There was What happened is an insurance investigator uh, noticed that 
no obituary was ever published for this woman. So he called the local sheriff's office, and the sheriff had actually had Thanksgiving dinner with this couple yep. very recently since that and phone call. And the teenage daughter's probably new car. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, what do you promise your kid? Help, the, help us in order convince lie. people mommy is dead and we'll get you a nice Vespa. If that, <laughs> she better do what she's told. She's a southern daughter. That's Come a on. good point. Yeah. Come on. She just does what she's well, told. I says, mean, it probably was kind of that. Yeah. I do uh, declare my mother perished in the second. Well, hour. I will give you a wonderful debutante's ball if you come on out and say your mother died in the old nines of living. I wonder if any uh, married couples did that or like faked one of the person's death, like the husband faked the wife's death and did the insurance claim, but then just killed his wife. That oh, seems plausible. Shit, that would have been dope as fuck. Because then yeah. no one's going to look for your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad plan at all. Because that you just file that claim. You- yeah, my wife died in nine eleven, and then also she was found in Georgia with her throat. Slit. <laughs> I don't get she it. Was that first really tower far like stabbed her eight times. <laughs> just do it with a box cutter. You know, <laughs> just take the body to the World Trade Center, toss it on the <laughs> rubble. That one seems pretty fresh. Yeah. No, I've seen that. I was here the whole time. Whole time. Steve Buscemi found it. <laughs> yeah, remember Steve Buscemi? He was at. He's he's probably got cancer now. He was, uh, you know, who else uh, was was uh, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, because he he was one of the first like the guys that went to help out and like all the people found out who he was. He was just like serving food to first. Yeah, responders. they had him say like, they, just they had him, him do talk. Batman over the loudspeakers. Yeah, they kept making him talk like Batman. <laughs> He's like, hey, this is nine eleven. Like, you sure? You sure? I mean, sure I feel like after nine eleven, you deserve I didn't Batman. Stop this. Different Batman. I'm sorry, I didn't stop this. It's not Christian no. Bale. I'm sorry, I didn't stop I'm this. I'm so sorry. I didn't stop this. What? 9-11 is my fault. I have, I, that's why I can't enjoy, I have to have subtitles to watch Batman. I fully did not enjoy oh, it. Oh, because of the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight trilogy? Yeah, yeah that like voice it. is awesome. Batman for you is like an Oasis documentary for me. That, the Batman voice <laughs> is my 9-11. Why do you got to do that, yeah. chat? <laughs> why does it got to be, why does Oasis have to come up? Seems like a I don't understand. It's just a cavalcade of stupid voices. <laughs> I like Vanessa. <laughs> I don't. Interestingly enough, so you do. Nah, we're friends. Let's talk about Stephen D. Laskowski. This Stevie is D. This is another type of person that filed death claims on 9/11, and this is uh, he is one of those people who filed a claim for someone who uh, wasn't even dead. He what a piece of shit. He uh, <laughs> submitted a claim to the Victims' Compensation Fund, stating his wife was killed in the 9-11 attacks, and that she left him behind with a son and triplets. That's a weird That's a weird one to open with, was triplets. Huey, Dewey, yeah. and Louie. They were never the it's like same. like the odds are not good. Like that that proof. And that's how they kind of... That's, he got sentenced to like... What if he just kept dressing up the same kid in three different outfits when they came to investigate? Like a Mrs. Doubtfire situation. Well, you know what's funny too is like part <laughs> of his thing is like you have to get put on antipsychotics. So that's like well, yeah, this guy big deal. Like this guy's just fucking nuts. This guy was actually found not guilty by reason of insanity because his wife had divorced him years earlier and she was living happily in Florida or as happily as one can live yeah, in Florida. Yeah, you live happily in Florida. And uh, they had zero children. No kids. This, this guy was just uh, a fucking loon. 
he was just nuts, and he he filed benefit filed for nine eleven benefits. That is crazy. Like when you think about what's going like that, the the sort of what, what would that be? Not disassociative identity, but what would that? Um, Delusions. Yeah, delusional. It would be like a yeah. schizophrenia. A lot of it would be a level issues. of schizophrenia then, right? Yeah, I would. Delusions so. tend to go heavily. It can either come schizophrenia. with schizophrenia, yeah, or it can come with bipolar type one when you're having aggressive delusions yeah. of grandeur. A psychiatric exam revealed that he was psychotic and delusional. If you can believe that, I believe it. I don't believe anything that guy says. I choose to believe what I want to believe. I don't believe anything about nine eleven. I want to believe holograms. I don't believe it happened on September eleventh. Yeah. It was September 10th, if I recall Thank correctly. You. Right? Yeah. 9 11 just sounds better because 9 1 1. Did we do the thing where, where we, we do the where were you? No, no Jeff we tried. Didn't. I tried, and then. All right. Oh, where, where were you, Jeff? Oh. I was, in, I was in one of my education classes in college, and they were like, we were just told that the World Trade Center is being attacked, and you need to go home. Contact oh, you got families. sent home? Yeah. It was a teaching school. They were really big on like, eh, we're pretty liberal. Get out of here. Go watch it on TV. I got home. Well, I went to my friend's apartment, and as we turned on the TV, it's when the second tower fell. Yeah, I so was, I really, I really made it. You know, just just in time. Yeah, time. I was at work, and I went on break just as the first tower fell. To check and, and see. Yeah, where I, was Adam when the first tower fell? I went in the went in the break room, looked up at the TV, and the fucking tower was collapsing. I was like, oh, this is bad. Nice. And then we all got to go home, right? Yeah. Did you not get to go uh, home? No. And it happened second period in the morning. What and grade are you in? what? What grade are you in? I was a senior. Oh, you were in high school. Yeah, they're not going to yeah. let kids go home in a situation like that. They want to keep them in a central yeah. location. Uh, so, but but what was shitty? Like the history teacher is like, we're going to watch TV footage. But I remember I had like the math teacher at the end of the day. He's like, no, we're just going to do our lesson. And everyone's like, no. We need to watch the thing. That was important. A lot of people in education thought at the time that it was important to continue living life and moving forward through things. It wasn't handled well at my school. No, but it it was. No. 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 um, I'm talking the day of. Yes, I know. And like, I understand. I, I fully understand that because especially when it comes to kids, when they see adults panicking, it's it's another level of fear that they don't really know yet. They didn't handle it that way at my school because I was in the fourth grade. Uh, I had just woken up, and both of my parents were in the room, and they were. Oh, yeah, that uh, was like six fifty in the morning for you, wasn't it? Yeah, and I had a I had to wake uh, up really yeah. early to go to school because I live far away, and my parents were sitting in my bed. They were watching the TV because I had like the better TV at the time, and so my entire family packed in there. So I was like just waking up to my family sitting around the TV watching this shit happen, and I'm getting ready for school, and they're having a conversation as to whether or not I should still go. I end up getting to school. We start talking about what's happening. Our teacher's trying to like kind of explain it to us. And then she bursts into tears. And then one girl just runs in crying. And she's like, my cousin works there. Uh, Liar. F- actually, Liar. like for sure, her cousin died in the towers. Uh, Lies. <laughs> Lies. And so then all what of the kids. What'd she do with that money? <laughs> all of the kids burst into tears and just start screaming. And the teachers don't know what to do. So they call it a half day and had her parents pick us up back up like immediately. That, that that does not sound like the best way to handle it. Nope. No, that doesn't sound like a because a way I fully that wandered out of the class. Actually handled it. Mm. I uh, yeah. We I mean we we were we were because I, I mean we were that was like when I was doing my practicum work too. So mm. like we were interacting with the high school teachers at the time, and they were like, y- "You need to 
set a level of normalcy in this too because a lot of stuff is sort of some kids shouldn't be forced to watch certain like you want to like be like we need to experience this history but for some people it's too much and and school is relatively speaking considered a safe zone for Mm -hmm. a lot of people and so it was important during 9-11 to not just like a lot of people were trying to pull their kids out of schools and schools were like fucking this is where your kid should be right now my dad actually pulled me out the week after like he um, tried. Wow, he, that's fucking late. Well, no, because he. <laughs> was it traffic? <laughs> I feel like people might have heard this before, but my dad's like almost a doomsday prepper. And uh, he pulled this out for like a week afterwards because he was seriously considering moving his back to Central America because he went from like. No danger there. No. Fast. And then my mom was like, absolutely not. Vanessa will surely die or be sold off as a prostitute. We're going home. Voice like that's going to be ransomed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ransomed. This is an auction off virginity voice. Yeah, I like how casual we were about that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what cool, I would do if I was down there. Yeah, so yeah. auction off the yeah. virginity, probably. I'm Guatem all in. <laughs> oh. Oh. Why? That's fair. <laughs> how are you treating that mic over there, Gritton? Vanessa gets it. electrocuted, spitting on the microphone. She's <laughs> like, her not eleven. <laughs> nah. But it was. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like I went to school in. Nah. I went to school in rural Maine, and my roommate was the biggest fucking hick. And the first thing he did was fucking run to Walmart and buy a 22. Oh, good. And I was like, "Fuck you! This is not going into our apartment." I was like, "It's not." I was like, "Get this the fuck out of here!" And he was just like, "What?" I'm like, "You're gonna click. You're gonna shoot yourself." Like, there's no. And he's like, "I'll put a lock on it." I'm like, "Put a lock on it and put it in your fucking car." I was like, it's not happening. And right. I was like, what happens if a fucking plane gets diverted to crash on the thriving metropolis of Farmington, Maine? <laughs> and you pull out your twenty-two heroically, shoot the nose cone of the plane, and it has to divert? Like, there's no reason to have a fucking... <laughs> I was like, that's first and foremost, that's only a gun you accidentally... Sh- Nobody's ever done anything with a twenty-two, but accidentally shoot themselves. And he fucking went and bought a gun. Like, that was like the hysteria at the time. I'm like, let's just get a flag. Yeah. Get a flag. That's fine. The, the flag hysteria is all well and good. Yeah. I remember there was a, a 9-11. There was like a – not long after 9-11, there was some DMX documentary on MTV, and he was somewhere in New York when 9-11 happened. And there was this clip of him driving through some uh, shithole borough in New York where it's it's like – it was all white people, and it's just DMX waving a fucking American flag that's out fucking the window. DMX right there. It was great. Like I was that wave my flag. That would have immediately cheered me up after 9/11. Damn <laughs> right. Seeing DMX. So one of the other things, let's talk about some fake death claims. Absolutely do you. <laughs> what? I don't know. I was trying to go somewhere with it, and then I bailed halfway through. Oh my god. Pulling that parachute. Remember? Okay. By the way, and I know we're going to go to this other thing, but can we talk? I want to talk about something post nine eleven. The fucking people that were selling office parachutes. Do you remember those fucking things? Oh, that's no. There was a huge thing after nine eleven that were like in these trying times. They were selling like survival kits, and they were fucking parachutes for businessmen that's that lit, worked in, in skyscrapers. Only for you men, though, right? Well, yeah, it's not a business one. Look at the skirts. It's all <laughs> improper. Oh, yeah, you float down. Yeah, right. come down like Take Princess Peach and in Mario 2. You know? 
But like I remember that as being a very specific thing where they were talking about like like the ridiculousness of post nine eleven America and like the things that people were investing in. The rollout window ladders. Yeah, like all the shit that people were just like. Fucking... My dad bought a rollout window ladder, and we never use it for an emergency. I would just use it to go sneak out and make out with people. Nice. That's what you do. Yeah. That is an emergency, though. That's a post nine eleven world, right? Yeah. There. You never know when you're gonna have Muslims to... emergency. Oh, right. Now it's way better when you climb down a ladder first. <laughs> That's true. Both of those things are true. What Chet said and that Vanessa's a Muslim. What? No. What? Well, it's like you are right, but. It's not so. like okay. I don't know why they're she's so a guata Muslim. <laughs> First of all, I am a watermelon. Watermelon. And second of all, I feel like I have to clarify whenever people are joking, like Vanessa is a Muslim, Vanessa because I'm straight up getting emails from people where it's like, "Would you like to join our ladies networking group for X thing?" And I'm like, oh. "No, <laughs> it's happening so it, once a day. I have to have a conversation." Uh, getting you're getting misracialed. Is that what it is? Misprofiled. There it is. Yeah. Stop it, everybody. That's yeah. bullshit. Chet, you seem tired. Very tired. I think we're all fucking tired. Good. There's also Good. four of us, and I listened to Jeff's lecture up front. I don't want to step on anyone's words. So. It wasn't a lecture. What? I was just. What happened? When was... I said four is a lot harder to keep control of than When he three. said, Chet, don't talk. Let the no, it's harder talk. to keep control of when your guests smoke three huge joints yeah. with you back to back to back. I am tired, but it's not for lack of interest in this podcast. It's just. I... Sleep deprived. I'm tired, but I'm pretty sure that's because I started my period 15 minutes ago. We haven't even we've we've been recording for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I got quiet for a second because I was like Insert trying to listen to my body. <laughs> that's why 15 minutes ago I just got very quiet and I was like, "Is is it happening? Is it? Did I it guess just?" It is. I'm it's pretty like, sure. It's like her underwear is oh. having its own 911. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? It's heavy <laughs> denim. I'll be fine. <laughs> Your underwear. Weird. No, my overalls. Weird. What are you, I a poster from the 80s that. of a sexy lady? Clearly you talking about your overalls. <laughs> Two idiots over here. Oh, chat. You know what else was overall was the uh, sweeping problems of 9-11 America. <laughs> Let's talk about some more death claims. One of the articles that we looked at for this podcast was from 2002. It was uh, 1231-2002, NewYorkTimes.com. Separating fakes from 9-11 victims. And it's a really interesting article with the head of the NYPD special fraud squad. Fraud squad. Fraud fraud squad. Fraud squad. Post 9-11 fraud squad. At the time this article was published, they had arrested 37 people in New York City alone. For 9-11 related fraud. Seems like a slow day in New York City. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh am I right? <laughs> that eagle's crying. For <laughs> <laughs> 9-11. Crying for 9-11. Uh, and yeah, the NYPD fraud squad handled most of the cases. There were dozens of fake claims submitted after 9-11, ranging from people faking their spouse or loved one's death to receive payments or just straight up making up people that didn't exist, which that was actually the most common one. Yep. Jeez. That would be so... If I was on that fraud squad, I'd be like, all right, well, uh, we're going to put you in this room, turn off these cameras, and I'm going to beat you with a short length of hose because I lost a lot of friends. Yeah, well, that's that's the problem. They, you know, they. If you read this interview, he was like, you have to start sympathetic. Because you can always go from sympathetic to accusatory. 
But if you start out accusatory and you're wrong and th- this claim's legitimate, yeah. you can't go sympathetic from there. From there, they're just going to be like, fuck you. You're an asshole. Yep. You told me I was lying. And he's, Which we do to cops now regularly. Right, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But he, you know, he, he said that was one of the, the issues they faced is they were never, like, even when they were pretty sure right from the onset that this was fake, they had to treat every single person, at least initially, as if their claims were real. They even gave people money in some cases. There were some cases where he was like, it was just easier to just give them the money and... Ooh. Yeah, there were there there were a lot of people who got there were millions of dollars in fraudulent claims that were filed. This is a quote from the head of that fraud department. We've had fictitious victims, we've had victims who've been dead for years. We've had people in prison calling to say that they were dead. Wait, what? <laughs> Ooh, oh, I died in 9/11. This is a collect call left. from hell. <laughs> My soul is in prison? This is weird. Help. Uh, in, uh, yeah, we've had people in prison calling to say that they were dead. And just because we have the case doesn't mean that it's fraud. We even had one or two homeless people to track down. And, uh, yeah, he said it, uh, they had to keep their feelings in check, be sympathetic and console people, even if they thought they were dealing with cases of fraud. Uh, but he, he also added, it's very hard to talk to them when you know it's a crock. Because we were there carrying bodies. Yeah, that's the other part. Like you're going through this process of being these first responders. Like you're 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 seeing your friends, you're seeing all these dead people, and then to see somebody come in and try to grift that, like Jesus Christ. Fuck them. Like, yeah, I'd want to have one of those old timey blackjacks that cops had in the twenties and just fucking bring yeah. them. Now, what about faking your own death without trying to get any insurance claims? Like, what if you just want to go start a new life? Is that that bad? I think that's still illegal, right? It's, it's illegal because it's fraud. But do you hold general. harsh judge- judgments against it? Like if a bomb dropped in, in L.A. right now and you're like, oh, I could, I could fake my own death and get the fuck out of here and go start a new life. so hard to do that now. Because, yeah, like because 30 like, years ago before computers the and pa- stuff. It's actually the Patriot Act that did it more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like social media and the Patriot Act. Yeah. Well, facial recognition software and all that. Yeah, stuff. right? Yeah. It's but all like, just trying to get anywhere. Like. China just recently, they had a beer festival somewhere in China, and they put facial recognition software at the entrance and arrested, like, 60 fucking people who just happened to have, like, warrants or whatever. So now it's just, like, out in... Was that software just getting the wrong guy? Because they kind of all... <laughs> Jeff! Uh, and races, Jeff! Jeff! Have a... On 9-11, no less. <laughs> kind of have a... a... Oh, you mean the... Th- oh, okay. All yeah. beer drinkers look the same to Jeff. That's yeah. true. There it is. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They look weak. So let's go through... We'll just run through quick some of the examples from this article that uh, some of the, these detectives had to deal with. Uh, Namora Young. Uh, detectives say Ms. Young melded the descriptions of two ex-boyfriends to create a fictitious spouse... And collected more than fifty three thousand dollars. <laughs> Our powers combined. Their, yeah, their best uh, traits or worst. I don't know. <laughs> he had four arms and four legs. <laughs> uh, that's a we- that's such a weird way to even describe it. They could have just been like she made up a fictitious spouse, but they're very specifically like researched two X's yeah. to figure that out. That's bananas. 
In Springfield, Illinois, people raised more than $6,400 for a co-worker who said his brother died in the collapse, leaving a wife and seven children. No such brother or children existed. That's fastball chat's pledge money right there. That is. You could have had fastball in your living room. Yeah. Maybe even back then for that money. Possible. Probably less money. Why do you got to take it that route? (laughs) I feel like 2001 would have been a higher price point at that point in time. Yeah, maybe. When did The Way come out? 99. 98, 99. It would have been a pretty. Yeah. 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 Like that would have been, I I think that would have been peak, peak fastball. Peak mm-hmm. fastball. Uh, in West. 9-11 was their highlight. Yeah. Yeah. Say. Before this. Before fastball chats. Before fastball chats. Probably the best thing to happen to them after. 9-11 after 9/11 was? Yeah. Good well, no. Fastball at chats, number one. Number two, 9-11. Why is 9-11 a good thing for them? Ask them, I guess. Do you have a five-hour energy you can give Chet? <laughs> I had to take one on the way here. Usually it's like, Chet, why are you yelling? It's yeah, you are literally so about to fall asleep. It's really interesting. I had that thought. I was like, they'll give me so much shit if I fall asleep. Oh, you're, I would there have been a couple times it. where you've been very I'm close listening, to it. but there's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Just do the old Quincy and then uh, curl up like a dog on the floor and sleep until 2 a.m. Uh... Let's go through a couple more of these. In Westchester, Ohio, a man was convicted of falsely filing a claim on a $100,000 insurance policy in the name of his father, who was in India when the towers fell. In what was that? I was hearing it. <laughs> Is your tongue walking <laughs> through mud? Body noises. I was trying to clear my throat, and it made a very. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a. God damn. <laughs> Have us, baby. I hope you don't mind. Well, my like, voice is gross burn. There was like a spit burn. bubble trapped under my tongue, so when I like let my tongue down, it made like a gross <laughs> popping noise. Yeah, hold on, I gotta clear my throat. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Good. Sorry. Oh my god, <laughs> Chet! Now you do one. No, <laughs> Chet's not even here anymore. <laughs> oh my god! Let's check the live stream and I've see if we out can even. The camera. You yeah, you have. Yeah, get in the camera, Chet. Yeah, no, don't check out the live in. stream. What are people Lean saying? Lean in, Chet. Lean in. Clear your throat. I don't know. They're or all... Vanessa, that's what people said. What? This is <laughs> poor Vanessa, that's right. Uh, it's probably about my pain. Who else? In San Diego, a man was indicted for collecting more than $136,000 after claiming that his wife, the mother of 10 children, had died. Why are they all faking so many kids? Is yeah, this that... the idiot that gambled it all away? Uh, she... Yes, yes. Fake a kid. She, one kid. She's alive. They have one child. And yes, he gambled away all the money at casinos. He gambled away his nine other kids. <laughs> can you gamble? Can you place bets on terrorist attacks in Vegas? Is that a thing? Probably on the dark web. Yeah, I don't know that. No, probably not. Probably. I mean, well, there's some places that they'll take bets on anything, right? Like how many school shootings happened this year? Plus or minus 300? Yeah. It's an easy way to... Or like an easy way to pad those stats. When yeah. celebrities will die and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's places that'll give you odds on anything, probably. Betty White, four months. You, you think giving Betty White four months? Giving Betty White four months. I'm giving Stan Lee nine. I'm giving Betty White. I'd switch those two. I'm, I'm giving to... Betty White four because I'll we've bet ha- you got... right now that Stan Lee will die before Betty White. I bet you. I'm giving Betty White right thirteen now, months. Betty White dies before Stan Lee. I'll put I'll put ten dollars on that right now. Right now. I'm giving Betty White no. two days. <laughs> Chet's going to kill Betty White. <laughs> it's going to overshadow fastball at Chet's. Betty yeah. White's murder at Chet's. Betty White's death at Chet's. Uh, like Betty White. Uh, 
Who else? Rosaba Wild, 60, of Manhattan, said her father had been at a meeting at Canner Fitzgerald on the day of the disaster. Police found a copy of his decade-old death certificate from Columbia. How old was her motherfucking father? She was 60. (laughs) Who's getting a meeting when they're 85? But what's crazy about that is she still collected $750,000 from this 9-11 victims fund. $75,000, not not $750,000. This one is especially awful. Authorities in Missouri charged Cassandra Montgomery with creating a younger brother. She collected more than $63,000 in aid. The name of her make-believe brother, Jeffrey Montgomery, was taken from that of a real-life firefighter in the roll call of the dead that rang through Lower Manhattan during September's first year commemoration of the disaster. That's a smart call. That's a good move. To it do is smart. Yeah. And Names from a on fraud, initial initial checks. Those initial checks will be like, yep, yeah, yeah. Chet, what name would you pick if you were going to fraudulently claim that somebody died in 9/11? Chet Mild. <laughs> but that's just a different version of Chest Wild. Your, your fake name. What child? Caitlin accidentally tapped typed a uh, fastball at chest while we were talking on Facebook today. And then we just started going back That's and forth. That's why I don't play softball anymore. Did like fat ball at chests and all that. Right shit. to the sternum. Barf, barf. <laughs> My balls on chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, shit. People can see we're not really high five and we're live streaming. Wait, you high five. I high five. That's I true. I wanted to high five and no one gave me a high five. Uh, the high five that we just tried to do with that bet thing was such a nine 11 itself. Okay. Right? I didn't know you're going for a handshake. I thought it was a regular high five. Oh, it was hands. a bet. We were making a bet. I didn't know there's a specific hand for bets. Do you want to do the spit in her hands and the? Oh, oh yuck! What is it's if official. you were spitting on me? Jeff is a gross human. That's being. very yeah. But <laughs> this is the third time Jeff spat on. It's nine eleven. All bets are off. <laughs> it's like America's version of the actually. Perch. We made a bet. Oh, that's right. Well, that bet's on. That bet's on. But all bets otherwise are. Off all faces. There's got to be people that got away with the fraud, though, that like were actually in the towers, and then were like, fuck this. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of people that got away with it. Like, There's no way you're going to catch everybody, and some people's claims would have just been so... But I don't know. Like, How would you... Like, I feel like the obituary thing's important. Like, You're going to have to almost bury someone else and say it was that person. The perfect crime. Yeah, which that's not... Like, I'd be... That's probably what I would do. Just cremate like six pigs and put them in a jar and then bury that urn and be like, Grandpa. Why would you kill all those cops? Whoa. Oh, Jeff said a nasty. What was that one? That was Howard Dean. Oh, oh, I've never heard the cheering. It's the the crowd at the end. And then he goes, ah, ah. You can hear it like (laughs) trail off where he goes, he's like, this is it. This is the one that did it. (laughs) I'm going to die now. Uh, let's talk about Steve Ranazisi. You know, I've been waiting for somebody to say his name so I can stop pretending I knew how to pronounce it. I mean, there's a, that's got to be how you pronounce it. Ranazisi. Ranazisi. Margarita. That's a spicy liar. You guys are racist. So what? <laughs> He's white. Against cartoon pizza box chefs. One of the best <laughs> jokes I ever heard. I, I, I forget who it was, but he was just like, I'm white. But I was like, I'm Italian. We've only been white for like 45 years. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, yes, comedian Steve Ranazisi. If people aren't familiar with this guy, he's on the league, which I think is just now he's, wrapping up. He's his the last average season. guy. He's like the yeah. base. Of yeah, that. yeah. He's a comic. He's funny. Like yeah, he's good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. He's a good comic. 
Uh, he's got a special called Breaking Dad, which was supposed to come out on Comedy Central last year. On 9-11. Right around. It was actually, I believe, right around 9-11. And uh, his special, the, the news broke right before his special came out that he had for years been lying about being in the World Trade Center on 9-11. He said he was working at Merrill Lynch's office on the 54th floor of the South Tower when the first plane struck the North Tower. This is a quote from 2009. I was there, and then the first tower got hit, and we were, like, jostled all over the place. He fled to the street just minutes before another plane slammed into the building, he said, and decided that very day that life was too precious to waste opportunities, so he abandoned his New York desk job to pursue a career as an entertainer in L.A., He would later claim, quote, I still have dreams of like, you know, those falling dreams, he told an interviewer. See, now here's the thing. Like, would you make that lie up if it guaranteed you that level of a career? No. (laughs) No? All those residuals from... Steve Ranazisi? He's He's been on one TV show. He's gone, what, eight seasons? I would tell that lie for like Kevin Corrigan's career. Or anybody who's been in more than one show. I would tell I, that lie to be stabbed. No, fuck. I wouldn't tell that lie to be the most <laughs> mild person in the league. <laughs> I'd tell that lie to get fastball to play a concert in my. Why uh, he got room. Yeah, I just I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to get a career <laughs> that way. Like that would be that would feel cheap. To well, me. I guess he already had it, but it, I don't know. It's no, he like, didn't really have. Well, yeah, two thousand nine. The the league was on then. Yeah, but I mean, he he started telling this story almost as soon as he moved to L.A. Like, I'm assuming everyone, he probably got out here and was like, hey, guys, I was in 9-11. I saw him workshop that story at multiple mics. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, no, (laughs) I didn't. He, uh, well, the weird part about that is his first album is all about the stories. It's, it's like, he's a storytelling comic. Yeah, the thing about his girlfriend and the sandwich and oh and the, the whole thing things. about the the paying the homeless guy to dump the water and it's the, all so and great. it's all now but you hear it and you're just like oh that's also definitely a lie sure. which comics yeah. oftentimes you can do lie and stories. exaggerate truths in, in in terms of comedy that's fine in terms of where yeah. you were on yeah but when also it okay. comes to telling the stories of your origin stories i feel like those have to be more sacredly true it's you yeah yeah it's just a like i would like how how would he expect he was never going to get called out? Called on that. Like, the bigger he got, someone was going to be able because to verify this shit. Because he's done shit like that before, and he's never faced a consequence for it. Yeah, Because when you get true. to that level, it's because you've been doing it for a long time, and you've been pushing it a little bit more and a little bit more, and nobody's ever called you on it. And you start getting those feelings of, Trump. of, of gl- yeah. grandiose and delusion where you're just like, I can fucking lie about anything now. So clearly... This isn't the only one. He's been doing this for a while. He's been trained in it. He hasn't faced a consequence Gotta for chase it. chase the lie high. Now, yeah. uh, here's my question is, uh, what do you think happened when he realized that he had gone out of his league? Oh! oh! Yeah! That was a Awful. really great joke, that Jeff. That's a joke, and it's going on my album. Yeah! Here's my question. Do you think his wife is like kind of in on this lie? She's complicit. Because, she had to have known, right? Because she, like, the story is that he and his wife came home that night and talked about it. And I wonder if he just, like, lied to her and then just for the all these years was like, 
fuck, I can't admit to this now because my wife Let's thinks this it's blonde hair on your shoulder. I carried a blonde woman out of the towers. <laughs> exactly. She got her lipstick all over my neck. And then she sucked my dick. <laughs> Twice. She sucked my tower. Okay. Uh... <laughs> It's all good, baby. Yeah, that I do. I do wonder about that because that, like, the, her story is kind of similar, but just that she was working like downtown she was somewhere. On the plane. Yeah, she was flying the plane. That downtown uh... <laughs> lies will be told when you're downtown. <laughs> he, uh... you guys are the two youngest, and you broke out the oldest song you could have possibly. Yeah. Guys are the babies. Nothing surprising about that. We're old as shit. He, uh, I know. <laughs> this is a quote from Steve Rannis EC. For many years, more than anything, I've wished that with silence I could somehow erase a story told by an immature young man. Shut the fuck up. It only made me more ashamed. How could I tell my children, to be honest, when I hadn't come clean about this? How old was he? Uh, he was 85 when he said that. That's why I did that voice. No, how old is Man, he when he first started telling a lie? Because so I want to get, I want to know what the fuck he thinks is immature young man age. Yeah, you're work like he was actually working for a bank at the time. That's in not Manhattan. immature young man age. That's yeah. grown ass. You should fucking know better man age. Yeah, immature young man age is I'm 15 years old and I maybe like pretended to get mugged on the way home to like explain why I also have a bunch of like new electronics that I bought with money I was supposed to use. His like wife, that's immature man age. Yeah, he, ma- he married his wife in 2006, by the way. But they the 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 wife he's married to is the girlfriend he was dating. They moved to L.A. together after he, 9-11. He was 24 when, uh, when 9-11 happened. Okay. See. That's not immature man age. Yeah. That's a, how old was I when 9-11 happened? 2001. I would have been. Because he was born in 77. I was nine. Oh, so I would have been 25, yeah. something like that. <clears throat> I was 19. I, I knew. Just, I, I was about to turn 20. I was 20. nine. Vivinessa <laughs> was nine. How old were you, Chet? Uh, 18. 17. Gross. Young nubile Chet Wild. Ooh. Not quite Chet. legal. Welcome to 9-11 After Dark. Yeah. Um, we're just waiting for him to turn. I had just gotten my braces on. <laughs> right? That was my 9-11. So let's, let's talk about the last really famous case about someone who lied. About 9-11, Alicia Esteve Head. A.K.A. Tanya Head. A.K.A. Tanya Head. This is, uh, this one is really crazy. She didn't defraud anyone of any money. She didn't do this for personal gain. But mm, I'd say there's some personal. Well, social. not financial gain. Yeah. Yeah, but personal gain, yes. Uh, she claimed that she not only was in the World Trade Center when it was hit, but that she was on one of the floors above the first plane. And, like... That's like the the rare fucking Pokemon and she was there. Res- res- rescued by a mysterious man that people had been mentioning. Yeah, had seen. That was Batman. And she <laughs> had a fiance that like loved her and was so romantic. And they had this elaborate backstory. And he died in the towers. All lies. All of it was lies. Right down to the very elaborate, very hokey engagement story. She was in Spain when nine eleven happened. The dude she said was her fiance. Or at some times, uh, she went from saying, like, boyfriend to fiancé. I think she even called him her husband at one point. They hadn't even met. 
The engagement story that she told about the two of them is the kind of thing a 14-year-old describes. With, it's where It's just like, he came out on a horse and there was roses yeah. and candles it's and the song was playing. <laughs> it's like while you were sleeping. It's just like that. Yeah, it is kind of like that. Uh, yeah, she also said she was led to safely by Wellis Crowther, the famous man in the red bandana. I don't yeah, know if you remember him. but That's uh, the Red Baron. <laughs> Picked her up in his old timey plane that oh, accidentally smashed. Oh, the guy that makes smashed. those toaster pizzas. Those are good pizzas. That was a damn good. Pizza. I fuck with a Red Baron for real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Red Baron's a woman now. Oh well. So uh, don't tell now me with about more that. Now So the pizza better cook itself. I guess. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. I'm surprised you haven't done a uh, out of my head, out of my mind reference with Tanya Head. See, like, we talk about this. I don't talk about fastball all the time. People like to say I do. You talk. About Why do it? I need to talk about them when they're going to be in my living room a week from tonight? You talk about it pretty regularly. Oh, God, she's just jet going jet around jet telling up lies up about nine eleven. Just a real talking head. Ha ha ha! All right. Ha ha! I wanted that validation so bad. You uh, may find yourself. Living in a shotgun tower. You she, may find yourself. She also said she woke up in a hospital burn unit six days after 9-11. And uh, she became the face of the September 11th survivors movement. Yep. Uh, she eventually became the head of the World Trade Center Survivors Network. Wait, was she, did she have burn scars? No. At all? No. no. She said she woke up in a burn unit and nobody's like. She wore like, sleeves like all the time. Yeah. And just said there were none on her face. Basically. I'm going to go pee really quick. We're like. He's okay. about to. I'm not gonna pee. I'm gonna go clean go myself up. I think there's a 9/11 down there. Okay, go pee, Vanessa. We're just we're, go pee. I was trying to be cute about it. And Jeff, like, you brought up. You already brought up your period. We know. I was trying to be cute about it initially. I... Go. Okay. Go, go. Go. Take care just of that go. period before it turns into an exclamation. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Speaking of people that lie about things. <laughs> oh. Did you just trip on my chair? You okay? No, I'm walking. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, she became the face of the September 11th survivors movement. She was exposed in 2007. The New York Times was looking for an expiring profile to accompany its sixth anniversary coverage. Several members of the Survivor Network recommended Head. Woof! They began doing their normal background checking and found she wasn't even in the U.S. during the attacks. Ooh, now I find out why she made up a fictional boyfriend. <laughs> oh, right. I just looked her up on Google. Oh, oh, yay. Is she gross? I didn't see. I've seen the documentary, yeah. She's got a face that would make you fly a plane into a building. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. Jim. She was in the burn unit because she got fucking roasted. <laughs> uh, right? Uh... She claimed to have gone to Harvard and Stanford and to have been working at the World Trade Center for Merrill Lynch. Uh, none of these institutions had any record of her. Her real name turned out to be Alicia Esteve Head. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I've seen the documentary. Let me see. Uh, Yikes. She came from a wealthy Spanish family and on 9 11. She the stairs when she escaped. <laughs> yeah. She was in graduate school in Barcelona. Uh, 
Was it a culinary school? Her account made her one of only 19 survivors who had been at or above the point of impact when the planes hit. Imagine being one of those people. One of the other 18 people being like, ah, we didn't see her. Yeah. Like, um, I didn't see her at the snack bar. Just kidding, we did. <laughs> a lot of fat shaming on this episode. Uh, uh, fuck that lady. Yeah, I mean, fuck her. Yeah, you're right. I'm just going to roast her for everything. <laughs> uh, people, uh, one of the other stories was that a man... Gave her his wedding ring on oh. the way out and said, give it to my wife. And then she tried putting it on her fingers, but it didn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> right? <Awful. laughs> I'm just dumb with doubt it's at good, this point. <laughs> a man gave me a bag of onion rings on the way down. <laughs> uh, this is a quote from... This is a quote from Allison Crowther, the mother of Wellis Crowther, the man who died rescuing all those people. She never shared those details, and it was nothing we wanted to probe. I felt it was too private and painful for her. That's her explaining why she never really talked about. This woman even at one point said she was going to have part of the clothes she was wearing put on a plaque and mailed to this woman because it was the last thing her son touched. Yep. Her son probably died it's carrying not, her out if that actually happened. Like that, yeah, but not from back. like the crashing. Yeah, yeah. it would have been just yeah. And yeah. it carrying a large sack, <laughs> sack of flesh. Died of a heart attack. Yeah, that that's that part is especially fucking awful. To yeah, me. what a piece! Of, what a monster! Yeah, sending your fucking J.C. Penny capris to a woman across the country to be like, your son touched this. You think it but wasn't Lane Bryant? Like Come ham. on. No way. <laughs> she can't afford Lane Bryant. It was J.C. Penny. You know what? Uh, you know, here's the thing, though, because we like to say, like, she wasn't after any financial stuff. But fuck that. Like, f- fame leads to fortune in a yeah. lot of people's cases. Her fucking fake ass memoirs, TV appearances, shit like that. Like, that shit pays. And not just that, yeah, the kind of sure. assistance that you get with it. Because people are like, she's an 11 survivor, and maybe she needs food, maybe she needs housing, maybe she needs support that you would give to somebody that survives that kind of tragedy. It doesn't come with like a physical <laughs> payout, but it comes with perks. Jeff has a thing. What's going on, Jeff? I just had a, a mean joke that I had going on. <laughs> Say she needed support again. <laughs> Needed support. <laughs> like a stronger belt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucker! Uh, yeah. Uh, is she dead yet? I mean, uh, she's. Based that, on that's a thing. Blood work. She's got no about one, eight months. No one really knows where she is or what she's doing. She can't be hard to find. Hello. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh man, we have fun here. Spider chasing down the Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> Let's it's uh, stuck in her mouth. I just want to say the meanest things about this woman because yeah. she is the worst person in the world. I don't she's know about that. So, no, but that's she so should. awful because she's it's not the president. She, yeah, but she maneuvered herself into like manipulating. Oh God, it's so gross. The only maneuver she could fit in at their weakest <laughs> times. Uh, oh my God. Uh, should we do comments? She's fat. Let's <laughs> do. Oh, uh, is that what that was all about? Oh, yeah, do you know, it's a big world out there. It's like Tanya. <laughs> it's easy to feel like the things you say Our don't lies. even matter. They don't. Our lies. But I want you to know that's not true. We call this segment "Your Voice Matters," it doesn't. where we read your stupid, fucking bullshit 
ass wipe comments from the past few <laughs> shows and respond to them personally. Personally. We did this episode already. These Which one? These ones. We did these. I remember reading these. Uh Yeah, we did. Because the propaganda, I remember we talked about it out loud. Oh, uh, oh, that's right, because we already recorded another episode. So we can't we can't even do it. Let's different just show. pick a random podcast one. Just go through the fastball chats announcement. Let's go through the comments on the fastball oh, chat. Take, a, take a walk ones. You just scroll past the take a oh, walk yeah, ones. Take a walk. Where's that? Uh, go to the Monday show. Copyright the Monday show. No, I think it's down. Yeah. These are comments from Take a Walk. 22 comments. From the uh, episode where we talked about Orange County uh, theme parks and all the weird shit we've seen at them. This was with Connor McSpadden and Keith Carey, yep. correct? Uh, I was with Connor and Keith. We immediately... Within the first 10 seconds of the episodes, the words uh, fat bitches wild death ride were uttered. Uh, so it's any podcast with Connor and Keith. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Rob Sire says, this show is too goddamn fun. We were talking about Calm theme down, Rob. Decks, theme pa- th- th- I bit my tongue. You sure did. <laughs> I sure bit the shit out of that guy. Uh, Alex James says, this was hands down one of the funniest things I've ever listened to on this network. Well done, you guys. Okay. That's enough. Let's Me go and to a Jeff show. weren't on it, so let's... Oh, so see the one where people are mentioning possums? Uh, this w- Andrew Wells says, this was so goddamn good. Also, fuck possums. It's pretty much accepted here in New Zealand that if you see a possum, you go out of your way to... In that motherfucker. I was fascinated by the fact that Keith had multiple stories of being bullied by a possum. Really? You don't yep. believe that? Well, I mean, I believe it. But what was Keith doing to it first? Breastfeeding it. <laughs> <laughs> we all had multiple possum stories. I like possums. They're, I like they, we, We'd always like they'd show up in our doghouse. We'd have a doghouse and then be like, oh, there's a possum in the doghouse. It's hanging out. He's like... I once followed my mom following a possum with her camera phone that had all of its babies on her back. So she was just crouched down, slowly tiptoeing after this baby possum hissing I'm at sure her. I'm sure that ended well. Uh, she got a cute video out of it. It hissed at her. She, she trotted off. That's fair. Uh, the Fat Baker says, I recently hired a girl at work who had worked at Disney World for three years. After five months, she still calls every customer a guest. I don't think she'll ever stop. Disney brainwashes them completely. So oh, yeah. that 9-11 faker is working at Disney now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Baking. Did Disney close on yeah. 9-11? I hope not. Uh, I don't know. Probably. Ever, like a lot of shit closed It's on the 9/11. only time AMC's ever closed ever. Oh, really? I used to work at an AMC and they had a simpler, similar co- company culture to Disney where it was just like, this is your life and we never close. And the only time they ever closed was on 9-11 for half a day. should have closed on the Dark Knight premiere. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> this guy. I don't know what 9-11 was? Working the Twilight premiere. Uh, oh, that's not good. Genocide! Genocide! Says, I'd listen to Mean Boys, but I already have too many podcasts to listen to. Smart. That's fair. That's smart. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. That's smart. totally fair. You can get the Mean Men on here. It's the same thing. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Oh, oh, hey. hey. What, what are you, some, some kind of subscriber or something? Fan? Oh. Oh, you listen to podcasts? Hey. Hey. Got my movie pass in the mail today. So did I. So did I got mine a week yeah. ago. Yeah. Open your mail, everybody. Chet doesn't open his mail. 
No, I was told you don't open your mail. I want to do a, a series of podcasts where we sit down and go through our mail. No, I told you I don't open my mail. You said Jeff doesn't I open cannot, his mail. Uh, I cannot open my mail. No, you never open pre-sorted standard. You throw that away right away. Well, yeah, if, that if it says pre-sorted standard, I haven't it's opened junk away mail. any mail. Like I had to open one thing because my debit card stopped working. They sent me a new one two months ago. No idea. Did you apply for a movie pass? Yeah, it's in the mail. Yeah, I'm not going to open that shit. Well, then how are you You're never going to get, get the, the fucking go well, to the movie. I'm going to do it when we do a podcast and go through mail. Good. Let's never do it. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm never doing anyway. that podcast. Good. Uh, Midnight says, dude, Snoopy is the best. What? Snoopy's pretty great. What's I kept that? calling Snoopy Snoppy intentionally. Oh. Should we read some least anticipated podcast yeah, of the yeah, week? Yeah. No. Or what? Oh, you want to read the you want to read comments? I was giving a suggestion. From the, the fat. No, we do whatever you want around here, chat. Let's say 53 comments. That's a lot of comments. Uh, oh, there was just a good one. Adam Brownbird says, ah, it's like so soon. I'm super pumped. Him and his wife took me out to dinner. Good people. Oh. That, that does make them That's good people. That's an abuse of your fame? No. They, they said, we want to come up and take you out to dinner. I said, drive on up from Here? San Diego. Yeah. Why didn't they take us out to dinner? Because. I, I often wonder that. I mean. The fuck? Yeah. Like, we're not even. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry. Jesus. Octoblogity says, this is one of the more pleasant surprises I've ever experienced. Real, I wish I didn't live on the other side of the country. Fix that shit. Chet Wild says, 7.30 a.m., up all night, with the help of many, just finished. Why do I? I'm going to take a 60-minute nap in the event I don't wake. Just I didn't have even fall asleep. Mike Stanton zapped me through the CPAP machine. Because he watches me. He's through. watching me through. I hope you all like what we created. Yeah. You created that band? Yep. Fa- yeah, Chet created Fastball. Yeah. In I'm sixth proud grade. of you, Chet. Thank you. I appreciate I did a rare thing, made myself vulnerable, and took ownership of being proud about something. And then I'm glad. I am proud of your tenacity. Me. I'm glad you pitched this concert. Because it's a uh, fast. <laughs> strike three, Jeff. Oh, shit. I'm the king of comedy. I guess we should end on that. Okay. Bernie Mac. Hot fucking riffs from Jeff May to close out the show. Burr, 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 burr. Hey, September 20th, come to the next Unpops Live show at the Alex Theater in Glendale, 7.30 p.m. Doors open, 8 p.m. The show starts. It's such a fun goddamn show. Yeah, it is. The crowds are great. The venue is dope. And the lineup next show is fucking amazing. Lori Kilmartin headlining. She's a killer. Greg Edwards, Josh Denny, Connor McSpadden. Fuck. Keith Carey, Travis Clark, and me. Ah, oh, treat sack. Treat sack. Bringing the jokes to the next Unpop show. So everybody come out to that. It's free. Go to eventbrite.com and search Unpops. And you can reserve a spot. What else does everyone else have to plug? Mint on cards, the second Friday of every month. Edit that out, Brett. Next show is October 13th. We got an amazing lineup. Uh, just added John Ozele on there. What? Is he in LA now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Atif Myers, Danielle Perez, Dan St. Germain, TJ Chambers, and Christine Madrano. It's a hell of a lineup, plus we get drop-ins. This Thursday, uh, I am doing a fundraiser on the 14th. uh, Trekkies for Texas uh, at Flappers at 7.30 at the YooHoo Room. That's Thursday the 14th. I have uh, tweeted and shared a lot of the links to get discounts to that ticket. Let's uh, come see some nerdy comedy and raise some money to help people that are, you know, starving and in bad water. Vanessa? 
Thursday, September 14th, I'm doing Broke LA's Comedy and Story Poker nope, at the Think Tank. Uh, oh, sure. Think Tank. Yeah. Think Tank Art Gallery. Pick a different show. Uh, on September 16th, it's not actually a show, but the Catalyst Convention. Uh, has me as one of their panelists for a panel about uh, sex positivity and humor. More like the panelist convention. Uh, <laughs> so come on by. It's called the... Um, I forgot the book. It's 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 about sex and comedy, but it's me and Ken Cosby and... <laughs> no, he's actually his nephew. I'm positively oh, no. going to have sex with he's some of the ladies. He's anti-Uncle Bill? He's anti-Uncle Bill. <laughs> You see what my uncle did wasn't fully illegal at the time. <laughs> Come Chet. see me with Vanessa Britton. Chat, do you have anything to plug? Uh, fastball. You can watch the live stream uh, if you donate 10 bucks next Monday, the 18th. And uh, check out the Indiegogo. You can get stuff signed by Jeff. How exciting is that? Yeah, my It'll be signed in crayon. By. And by Vanessa. That's actually not very exciting. by Adam. In, in Sharpies. And by me and Connor Danger. I signed mine uh, in Sharkies. And then I'm going to be in Europe. I just decided yesterday I'm going to be in Europe. Uh, Norway the first five days and then London the second five days. Chet, you don't need to plug your vacations. No, 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 no. I, I'm plugging wells. my vacation because because I mentioned Norway casually last podcast and then somebody immediately emailed me about it watching the live stream. So I want to do comedy shows in Norway and in London. So if there are people that know about comedy that are suggestions, please let me know. I told you to ask Maria Shahada. I will. That's that's all you need to do. Okay. She's huge out there now. All right. She is yeah, she's the Ricky Gervais of London. No shit. Yeah. No, she's funny. Oh yeah, that's uh, a good point. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, fuck Ricky Most of her material is about being an atheist. I wrote The Office and I don't believe in God. <laughs> God, I hate him so fucking much. I wear I just I just wear black t shirt. <laughs> oh, I'm so cheeky when I host the award shows. Oh look, you all like me for some reason. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say naughty jokes. Look at me, always oh, the guy that doesn't believe in God's me, darling. Did you know this? Terrible impression. <laughs> Hello, my name's Ricky Gervais. I'm Richard Gervais. What? I used to be in music bands. I Jesus don't believe wasn't in real. I don't believe in the Lord. I don't. The office is me show it is, and now he's on the one with the midget. The one with the guy with the uh, that guy. Uh, yeah, fuck Ricky Gervais. I hate Ricky Gervais. Stephen Merchant's great though. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Fuck, yes. Chat. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> say goodbye. No. Chat, say goodbye. No. Vanessa, say goodbye. Goodbye on behalf of me and Chet. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Chet Wild rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.